welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for March the 10th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube and podcast services around the world. And let me tell you today, we're flying through this bad boy because I need to go play some of that Call of Duty Battle Royale Warzone out today on the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One and the PC. We got to go get some noobs, let me tell you. Uh, But with that being said, the show must go on because tons of fantastic news came out today, including the fact that Horizon Zero Dawn has been officially confirmed for PC coming this summer. Horizon Zero Dawn will launch on PC this summer as confirmed by PlayStation. The news comes via PlayStation's Worldwide Studios president, Herman Hulst, speaking in an interview with the PlayStation blog. Hulst does not rule out more first-party games coming to PC, but says there are no plans to release PC versions of PlayStation games at the same time as their console counterparts. Horizon Zero Dawn launched on PS4 in March of 2017. Quote, I think it's important that we stay open to new ideas of how to introduce more people to PlayStation and show people maybe what they have been missing out on, he said. And to maybe put a few minds at ease, releasing one first-party AAA title to PC does not necessarily mean that every game will now come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was just a great fit in this particular instance. We don't have plans for day-and-date PC releases, and we remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware, end quote. PlayStation's main competitor, Xbox, currently releases all of its first-party games on PC and offers a PC games subscription service. The firm has also released select titles on rival consoles, including Nintendo Switch. In an interview with the PlayStation blog, Hulse discusses what gamers can expect from future Worldwide Studios titles and suggests that although the firm will be experimenting with new ideas, the focus remains on creating single-player story-driven titles that have proven to be very successful on the PlayStation 4. We are very committed to dedicated hardware as we were before he stated. We're going to continue to do that, and we are very committed to quality exclusives and to strong narrative-driven single-player games. At the same time, we are going to be very open to experimentation, to new ideas, just trying things out to see what works. I think that's also very much part of the DNA of Worldwide Studios." Former Guerrilla boss Herman Hulst took the role of president of Worldwide Studios in November of last year. It has been part of a reshuffle of development leadership across the business, with Nicholas Dosette now head of Japan Studio and Yumi Yang in charge of the Santa Monica Studio. Former Worldwide Studios head Shuhei Yoshida is now leading the PlayStation team that works with indie developers. Looks like things are shuffling up over there ahead of the PlayStation 5 release, which we have covered extensively on previous episodes of the show. Uh, Now, for those that have not been keeping up with the situation, this has been a long rumored piece of content that is going to be making its way to PC and the Steam page is officially up now, just in case anybody out there was wondering if it would be going the Epic Game Store route. Oh no, they're going straight for the jugular with Steam. So with PlayStation exclusives becoming, of course, multi-platform in terms of coming to PC, I personally feel like it's a good move. Now, there was a bit of a viral video that went around earlier today on Twitter uh, that featured an individual throwing a PlayStation 4 apparently in rage about the fact that, of course, the game is now coming to PC. And to that, I say, what's wrong with you? 
There is nothing wrong with more people getting access to any game, whether it be a good game or a bad game. Being able to get more players into experience what a team of developers work very diligently and with passion to create is always going to be a benefit in my mind, and especially in the world of Horizon Zero Dawn, where the game already looked beautiful on the PlayStation 4, especially the Pro. Uh, to be able to take that foundation and flesh it out even more on PC with better textures, uh, with higher frame rates, that is wonderful in my mind uh, and I think it's going to be a shining example of why you should be able to see games that are exclusive on the PlayStation come to other platforms and this does not take away the value of the PlayStation again I think that a lot of people get focused on the console wars the us versus them kind of scenario and they forget that if they're able to enjoy the game and the way that they're enjoying it there's really no problem in a sense mind your own business Ooh, did I say that? I'm feeling spicy today. Uh, but regardless, Horizon Zero Dawn officially coming out this summer to Steam if you did want to play the game on PC, although no official confirmed release date has been given yet. We do know again, coming out summer of 2020. However, this is almost my headline story of the day. A new Tony Hawk Pro Skater is seemingly in the works according to a punk band. More evidence of a new Tony Hawk game in the series has popped up thanks to the band, The Death Scent. According to a now-removed Facebook post from the band, it has five licensed songs, of course, in the Tony Hawk 2020 game. That's a direct quote. Luckily, YouTuber The Nathan NS grabbed a screenshot of the post before it was removed and shared it on Twitter. The Death Set is an experimental art punk band originally from Sydney, Australia. This newest bit of info follows reports from November that Tony Hawk Pro Skater series might be getting revived. Around the same time as the report, skateboarder Lizzie Armanto, who was in Pro Skater 5, confirmed she would be in the next one. Keep in mind, none of this confirms a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game or a remaster of a previous title, but something Tony Hawk seems to be cooking at Activision. Ooh, I'm very excited. Now, one thing I do want to point out here is that I don't believe this last sentence is meant to be taken directly. Tony Hawk has been very vocal about the fact that Pro Skater is pretty much trapped at Activision. He very well would have made another game uh, independently by now if he very well could have. But as for right now, uh, it simply was not in the cards. And now it seems that Activision might be using the dormant IP. And hopefully uh, this game will be better than, of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which was, to put it kindly a giant steaming pile of garbage. It was just really, truly something horrible. It was an embarrassment of the Pro Skater name, and that's coming from a very longtime fan of the series. Uh, but if this is done correctly, if this is done appropriately, if it's handled with the correct amount of care, I think that if a new console generation launches and a Tony Hawk game is not quite far behind, a lot of people would be on board. Uh, but it's important to not just use the IP because you have it, but to create a game that has substance and meaning uh, and that really caters to the overall audience. And I think that right now they're probably going to be writing a bit of a crescendo, if you will, because a lot of documentaries have been coming out. A lot of people have been talking about how much they love the soundtracks as kids growing up. So now is the time to kind of bring back Tony Hawk, if I did have to say so myself. Speaking of bringing games back from the dead, NFL and 2K are going to revive their partnership to make more football games, with the first potentially arriving in 2021. 2K is well known for its NBA, WWE, and PGA video games, but it has not made an NFL 
NFL title, excuse me, since 2004. That is about to change. Today, the NFL and 2K announced they have revived a partnership to produce new non-simulation football video games. The multi-year deal promises multiple titles and the first could arrive in 2021. The partners have not shared specific game titles, developers, or financial terms, but 2K confirmed the projects are in, quote, early development. The NFL and 2K previously worked together on the NFL 2K franchise, which ran from 1999 to 2004, when Electronic Arts became the exclusive publisher of NFL simulation games, leading to the rise of Madden. EA still retains those rights, so 2K will have to work around that. It will most likely develop arcade-style games, think NBA 2K Playgrounds, too. Quote, we are thrilled to be back in business with the NFL in a partnership that will span multiple video games centered on fun, approachable, and social experiences, 2K President David Ismailer said in a statement. In a separate statement, EA assured fans that its Madden games are not going anywhere. EA said its agreements with the NFL and the NFL players associated remain unchanged. Our commitment to NFL fans, which spans almost 30 years, has never been stronger, and we are having our biggest year yet, EA said in its statement. So... Personally, I would love to see an arcade-style Madden game. Of course, you had NFL Blitz, I believe. It could have been Madden Blitz. Hold on, quick Google. Madden Blitz PS3. Let's see. It was NFL Blitz. I was correct the first time. Look at that. Uh, but NFL Blitz was a fantastic uh, arcade-based football game. Like, truly uh, something that was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, really, I enjoyed it in a very big way. You can check out gameplay right here. It's not uh, as official as the regular Madden game. It's very fast-paced. It's very uh, kind of off-the-cuff. You kind of just select a play very quickly and run it, and uh, you just try and have a, a fun time. That's ultimately what it is. Think the XFL is to the NFL as Blitz is to Madden. That's kind of the way that I see it. Uh, but a very fun game nonetheless. I enjoyed it deeply. Uh, and of course, it was a budget title. But the big question here is what are we going to be getting from the new partnership between 2K and the NFL? Hopefully some stuff that switches up the overall uh, revenue flow of the football genre. And hopefully we see more than just Madden uh, come out in 2021. But of course, nothing against Madden. Fantastic game just really needs a bit of a facelift at this point. Seems to be the same game year after year. But I mean, that's how it is every year. So nothing really new there. However, the Epic Game Store has wish lists now, just in case you wanted to make a list for your grandma, your friends, your family, your grandma. Hey, grandma's getting in there. She's playing Fortnite. Uh, but there is one requested feature. High atop many people's wish list for Epic Game Store features is, well, a wish list. Aggregating games that interest you is a Steam staple, and a lot of folks have been aggravated they cannot do the same on Epic until now. Today, the Epic Game Store received wish list functionality. It will start bare bones right now. It's just a big old list of games you might eventually want to buy, but it serves its purpose in the simplest sense. Epic plans to iterate over time. First, there will be filtering and smart searching for items within the wish list, and further down the road, Epic will introduce email options whenever wishlisted games are on the sale or ready to pre-order. Baby steps for now. Again, I've cut Epic Games a lot of slack when it comes to the Epic Games Store. I've said, you know, you need to give them time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Steam wasn't built in an hour. That kind of situation. Oh, I'm reaching my limit with this. You are just now getting wish list functionality. You've really, really got to do better than that. Uh, but regardless, it's here now, so I guess that's nice. But ultimately, you've really got to speed up this process. I mean, it's better to have products that launch in a functional kind of way than products that don't launch at all. But come on, it's been a long time and it's just a wish list. But if you do want it, it's out right now.
And to round out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report, GDC will stream panels and awards for free. Virtual presentations start March the 16th. Just because the in-person game developers conference is canceled for 2020 does not mean you will be out of luck if you want to keep abreast of games industry news. GDC organizers are planning to stream free recorded versions of the talks that presenters had intended to deliver between the 16th and the 20th of March from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern each day. You will also see the GDC awards and the independent games festival ceremonies on GDC's Twitch channel starting March 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, while the Day of the Devs showcase from Double Fine and I Am 8 Bit will air at 7 p.m. A full schedule should be available on March the 13th. All of the virtual talks will be available for free during the GDC vault, while many will reach YouTube in the few weeks ahead. Some of these talks will appeal primarily to developers. GDC has historically covered topics that may be interesting to many game fans, though, and this year's may be no exception, including sessions available outside of GDC itself. For instance, Microsoft has already announced a GameStack Live virtual event for March 17th and March 18th that will cover various aspects of Microsoft's games and platforms, including a talk on March the 18th at 2.40 p.m. Eastern that will cover both the Xbox Series X and Project X Cloud. You may learn a lot about the future of gaming without having to book a flight to San Francisco. So, right off the bat, cool. You know, we get to see the GDC presentations. Pretty much no value is lost because of the fact that the show itself was canceled. Uh, but at the same time, it's also worth mentioning, this is just kind of, you know, pushing along the inevitable demise of the conference. We don't need them anymore. Uh, when it comes to E3 2020, again, still up in the air, although global coronavirus concerns are still continuing to grow. Uh, and it seems like it's just a matter of time before that you know, conference is canceled and we realize, hey, we didn't really need, the, need it that much in the first place. And so with GDC, it was kind of the canary in the coal mine, if you will. Uh, it fell off its perch and now it's just kind of twitching on the ground. And I think that a lot of conferences are going to follow. I do believe that conferences aren't going to die altogether, but I think they are going to continue to evolve. Uh, when it comes to conferences like GDC, where you do have a giant selection of professionals getting together to learn and to talk and to network, that's going to be something that can pretty much be handled online in a lot of formats, but for fan events, for cons, where you do have cosplayers, for those that want to dress up and go play their favorite games, whatever it might be, uh, those group events, the socialization, those are probably going to exist for a very long time to come. But with that being said, GDC going to stream for free online if you wanted to check out the panels and the awards. So keep an eye on the official channels on Twitter and other social media platforms to stay abreast on the latest news of when you can check out those programs. But with that being said, this program is wrapping up for the day. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about the show, about Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC, a new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game, or maybe even what you think about NFL and 2K getting back together, getting the band back together. Nice. Uh, but I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your night and peace.